Welcome to the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast. My name is Edmund. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop episode number six, Binary Two-Step. I just got finished watching it. Right off the bat, uh, no, I'll just, I'll wait. Oh, gosh. Let me just start talking about the episode. For the first half of the episode, I didn't take much notes. And then towards the end of the episode, I was... I was taking a lot of notes. So I my eyes kind of widened when they first mentioned Radical Ed. And I couldn't remember if if Radical Ed was a, a nickname for Ed in the original anime. I kind of totally blanked. But as soon as I heard Radical Ed, I assumed they were talking about Ed. So my ears perked up, my eyes widened. And then I wrote this. So first, I kind of forgot the name of the title of the episode. And I thought... I thought it was Bionic Two-Step. So my joke was it was going to be... They they should have called this episode Lesbionic Two-Step. And that didn't, that didn't make sense because it's not called Bionic Two-Step. It's called Binary Two-Step. But I did write down Lesbinary Two-Step, which is a lot less funny. Anyway, so I... I actually gasped slash groaned out loud, not groaned, but when I saw that they had that little effect where it kind of looked like his brain was, was, Spike's brain was poking out of his skin. I, I was like, ugh. So I thought that was f- effective, even though it was very slight and very short. So Faye hooks up with the engineer Mel in this episode. I don't remember if there was anything like that in the original. Maybe there were hints of it. But I don't think anything happened. I don't think they showed that she was attracted to women in the original. I thought it was I thought it was nice in this uh, not nice is the wrong word. I thought it was fine in this episode. I thought it was effective, and I liked her showing kind of her sensitive side when she was you know like the pillow talk, the sensitive pillow talk between the two of them. And I thought that those were some nice moments. And it, and if I'm being honest, I kind of prefer, so far, I kind of prefer that sensitive side over the comedic side. And it, it started to make me think, I wonder if she kind of puts on a, kind of a silly comedic front. Because she, she kind of has an, obviously she has an identity crisis. She's not really sure who she is. So it, it kind of felt like for a brief moment, she was allowing herself to take down the curtain a little bit in front of Mel and talk to her truthfully and she started crying a little bit and i feel like in front of spike and jet she doesn't allow herself to be sensitive and real and she kind of puts on this front which is an an overarching theme of the whole series with all of the characters and i probably had my biggest laugh in the series so far when jet was running back to the bebop he was trying to get in in contact with Faye because spike was in trouble and he gets there he's like what the fuck and then <laughs> he sees uh Faye making out with this girl like both naked in the engine room and she's like oh my god do you knock and spike uh jet's like this is the engine room which i it made it really made me laugh so i thought it was pretty sweet the way that jet was dropping everything to go save his his best bud his best partner spike and obviously this this episode had influence i mean i'm assuming like influences from ghost in the shell which in turn influenced the matrix and other and like that one episode of black mirror play play date i think that that's the kind of stuff that this episode reminded me of and inception obviously the stuff that 
Spike was going through, it, it just reminded me of there's a line in Inception where these people are in like a deep sleep. Like I guess they pay for some potion or some some chemical that makes that allows them to take a deep sleep and they they dream basically their whole lives. And the the guy is like, oh, they are they are living through their dreams. And who are who is anyone else to tell them otherwise? So it's this theme of like, and that's the theme of Inception too. It's this theme of you know life life in reality kind of sucks so who else wouldn't rather be dreaming because like at the end of inception leonardo dicaprio finally gets to be with his kids and the audience is unclear is is this a dream or is this reality and then i remember christopher nolan was like well in leo's mind he doesn't care he'd rather be with his kids no matter what whether it's reality or whether it's dreaming he'd rather just be with his kids and that reminded me the end of I think it was called Reminiscence with Wolverine and Thandie Newton, where he he loved this girl so much, he decided to just live in his dream for the rest of his waking or sleeping, dreaming, breathing life. He didn't want to real. He didn't want to live in reality anymore. He wanted to exist in the dream world, which is it's an interesting concept, and it's an interesting concept to explore. And they, ex- I thought they really explored it well and beautifully in this episode. I guess uh, I was going to save this to the end, but I I really like this episode. This was a surprisingly really well executed episode, in my opinion. I'll get. I'll talk more about that later. But I liked the Western... It was like a Western shootout in the middle of this episode in the dream state. And I like how it was paralleled with Jet and the crew going to save him. And so I I said overarching. I don't know if that's a word or a phrase. But I, I feel like an overarching theme of the series of Cowboy Bebop is being haunted by your past. Like all of the characters are haunted by their past. So as soon as he sees Julia, he's like, he just wants to be with Julia and he wants to keep her safe. And that's that's basically all he wants in his life. That's his main goal. And, you know, he's in the reality, in reality, he's like chasing bounties, and it's. I feel like it's all a front for his real goal, which is to find Julia and keep her safe. So in his dream state, all of his unconscious thoughts are coming to light, and everything that haunts him, all the ghosts are just coming back to haunt him. And I wrote down all these notes, like Julia feels she isn't safe with Spike, and Julia tells him, you can't change your name, you can change your name, but you can't change who you are. You murdered everyone at Blue Crow, everyone including that girl i don't remember i don't remember what blue crow is if that was anything in the original i'm not sure if the significance of that i don't know who the little girl she's referring to i'm not sure if that's a new thing for the this adaptation or if that was in the original anime so julia goes on to say vicious isn't the villain you are i don't love you i could never love a monster like you everything you touch dies do something right for once in your life and let me go so it's it's all these fears in him and all these unconscious thoughts that he has that he may or may not admit to in reality in real life like and this the kind of sad thing is for an audience member like me is spike the character like he he bottles everything up like everything he he has no friends he has no family i mean he his only friend is jet and he he can't or he won't tell jet anything and jet's like throughout the series so far jet's like you've been you've been like a grump 
for weeks now and i'm just i'm hoping to cheer you up blah 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 blah. or like oh look at you smile so like jet knows something's wrong with him jet knows something's up and spikes the kind of character where he just bottles everything up and he won't tell jet anything and again it's that question of is he can't tell him or he won't tell him because i think emotionally spike's not emotionally available enough to tell him anything but at the same time, maybe he thinks revealing that he was part of the syndicate would, I don't know, cause Jet to become in danger. Or maybe he thinks Jet would turn on him and like Jet would kill him for being in the syndicate to save his own ass. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it would be more of, you know, emotionally, he just doesn't want to tell him. He, does, he just doesn't want to confide in everyone else, anyone else. And so he has all of these lingering thoughts, like these fears and all these things that scare him. Like, Ju- I love Julia more than anything and anyone else in the world. And now she's out of my life. She's gone. And she's married to Vicious. And and Julia thinks I'm dead. So like that part of my life is gone. It's over. But at the same time, it's all he thinks about. And I've thought about this before. Like, I wonder if Shinichiro Watanabe, I wonder if he wrote all of this, this whole universe, this whole world, because he once loved a woman and the woman, for whatever reason, left his life like either broke up with him or died or left or what whatever the case was maybe he had a, a a girlfriend that left and so so he he creates this series of bounty hunters that are that's the whole thing they do they chase they chase they chase and no matter how much they chase in this case it's bounties it's bad guys it's never enough. It's never enough money. They're always poor. They never have enough money. So no, no matter how much chasing they do, it's never enough. And in this episode, Spike, ha- he, all these thoughts are like, I, I'm scared that even if I find Julia again, she won't love me. And she hates me and all this stuff. And I wonder if Shinichiro Watanabe conceived this whole series because that's what happened to him. I mean, that's what it feels like. I have no idea. I've never read any sort of... Uh, that's not true. I've I've read some interviews about him talking about the characters. But it's an interesting thing. Like, who... If you're listening to this, I mean, who in the world who exists and is alive and breathes hasn't had an experience with an ex or a, a former significant other where they're still in the back of your mind sometimes and kind of no matter what you do in your life no matter how much living you do you can't shake it and i feel like that's kind of a, a big metaphor like this series is a big metaphor for that for like a lost relationship uh, who knows i mean shinichiro watanabe could have just been a really creative guy who wrote an amazing series who i don't know i'm talking too much but so she says, do something right for once in your life and let me go. And towards the end of the episode, he's like, you're right. I'll let you go. And so it seems like in his mind, he's he's made the decision. Fine. Uh, f- like, fine. You win. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Congratulations. You win. I'm, I'm going to leave. But in the very end of the episode, he's like, but not without you. So even at the end in his dream, he's like, I'm still not letting, letting you go. And then in the reality, he's like, I'll never let you go. So it's just this thing where like he really, truly loves this girl. No matter what happens in his life, he can't 
let this go, let this girl go, which is pretty sad and pretty tragic. And then at the end of the episode, Jet says to Spike, like, I'm glad you're okay. Spike says, um, me too. And Jet says, hey, so about those glasses, what'd you see? And Spike's like, I don't remember, which is another lie. He just refuses to open up to his partner, which kind of sucks. You, It feels like the one person who you, who you would think would accept you and understand and at least at the very least be open to listening to what you have to say what's going on in your life he he can't open up to and he refuses to open up to which is it's very sad but i i can completely relate to that i mean it's sometimes it's hard to open up to even the people closest to you it's just that's part of life especially when you're dealing with mental issues like depression and anxiety so i'm getting to the end of this episode of the podcast but i wanted to say that throughout this series so far one of my largest complaints one of my biggest complaints was that cowboy bebop the anime is very grounded in reality so yeah there's this backdrop of it's in the future it's set in space where you know there's intergalactic intergalactic intersolar system intersolar systemic where you know they're traveling to mars they're traveling to moons and satellites and asteroids and different planets that's the backdrop but at the same time i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily call this a science fiction series because they don't really get into that it's more they i mean they call it like a space western it has more western elements than sci-fi you know they don't get into the sci-fi aspect at all so it's a very grounded and for example like in final fantasy there's there's magic and there's different creatures and there's all it's like it feels otherworldly and when i say cowboy bebop is very grounded it just feels like it's really grounded in reality as opposed to the sci-fi fantasy stories that are out there and so so far i didn't like that all the images and all the teaser trailers and everything it felt weird it felt very peewee, it felt bizarre, it felt very colorful, bright neon, and it felt weird. And I was like, Cowboy Bebop is one of the most grounded TV shows ever. Why do you need to put all this weirdness into it? That was one of my biggest complaints going into the series and watching the series so far. That being said, I mean, I don't even know what to think because this episode, what's it called? Brain, oh, um, Binary Two-Step, which... I was thinking brain because it's very, this episode takes a lot from brain scratch in the anime. This episode is the weirdest episode so far, episode six, and it's probably my favorite. So I've gotten, it's very confusing for me. I'm I'm like so conflicted because this episode was very, it was weird where they're not just chasing a bounty. It's not straightforward. He goes into this dream state and he's, fa- there's all these thematically, he's facing all these ghosts in his past and, and Jet, and in reality, Jet is going to save him. So, I mean, so far out of these first six episodes, I really liked episode four, Callisto's Soul, and this episode, Binary Two-Step, episode six. So that's two out of six that I really Really like I I might say that six is my favorite so far although that might be recency bias but I also liked four and then one was okay I didn't really like two three or five so to say I mean this show so far for me has been very uneven but 
I mean, this episode number six, I really liked it a lot. It had a lot of a lot of the themes that the anime had, and it, and also it was interesting because they took the concept of brain scratch. But if I remember correctly, Faye goes undercover into this cult-like thing, and they don't delve into. I don't remember if they delve into her mind that much in that episode, but the kind of this the impetus of the plot is she goes undercover into this plot and then spike has to go searching for her and i i think i remember thinking that episode was kind of boring in the anime i i would have to rewatch it again but i i really like this episode in the adaptation it's so i again after watching four and six i know they can do it right i know they they can have a some great ideas of how to execute a good episode and how they can put it together and they can execute it. But I guess they just make some, in my opinion, they just make some weird decisions in some of the other episodes. I remember I saw a post recently. I didn't even see it um, completely. I I didn't read it thoroughly. It was kind of a short post. But basically the post said, you need to separate the anime the original anime from this adaptation and if you if you if you do that you can see that this uh, this adaptation is a solid show it's it's pretty good but you have to separate it and that's a that's a valid opinion that's a valid take i think i think most if not all takes are are valid you know everyone's entitled to their opinion but what i didn't like in the post is they said what people need to understand is that the original doesn't need to be adapted one for one accurately blah 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 i i i'm I'm paraphrasing i didn't say that accurately but what i what i don't like is when people attack your opinion and i understand that's that's all what that's all what life is now that's all what existence is that's why i try my best to stay away from social media i'm still on there sparingly but i try to stay away because it's it's just bad for you it's bad for me watch that documentary the social dilemma it kind of gives some good good insights to that but basically their take was like people who don't like the anime and i saw it in the comments too people i'm sorry people who don't like the adaptation don't understand or are unable to understand that this is a new thing blah 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 and i i understand what they're saying but no you you can like the anime you can like the show you can dislike the anime you can dislike the show and i don't think if you dislike the adaptation there's not something there's something you don't understand people online they just talk in absolutes like if you dislike the adaptation it's because you're unable to open your mind i i don't like that take i don't like that mentality i and i personally think if you are able to if you're a big fan of the anime like i am like it's my favorite anime it's one of my favorite things ever if you are somehow able to separate the original anime while you're watching this adaptation i think more power to you i think you accomplished more than i could because it's impossible for me i watch the i watch the adaptation and i'm constantly comparing everything because that's just the way my brain works i i love the anime so much so this adaptation is based on the story and the characters of the original anime i mean there's spike there's Faye, there's ein there's jet there's how can you not compare the two that's just how my brain works and then i I saw one i saw one comment so it was like f these adaptations that lightly adapt 
lightly adapt the original source material. That's why we get watered down completely BS adaptations. And then the comment below that was like this, which I I said this mockingly, but I actually kind of agree with that take also because I love the anime. So why wouldn't they try to adapt it religiously or maybe it's not super religiously, but not why not try to be pretty close to the source material? Why would you change it? If the original is perfection, why wouldn't you try to make a pretty close adaptation? That's kind of my mentality, but I think all like I said, all opinions are valid um, unless you start like just callously attacking other people's opinions like you're dumb. I saw one comment said, how high were you when you were when you were wrote this post? Like social media is dumb. It sucks. Just go offline. Take a walk. Put your phone away. Turn off your phone. Throw it into a lake get off social media, get off the internet, take a, take a walk, breathe in the, the oxygen coming from the trees and the plants. Uh, go play with your dog. Go walk your dog right now. I probably should do that too. So to sum up this episode, I really, I really like this episode a lot. It's might be my favorite so far of the series. I I googled Radical Ed and I saw a brief image of what appeared to be Ed in the new adaptation and it looked weird, it looked bizarre, and I'm assuming Ed will make an appearance in the new adaptation. I'm kind of concerned because the image looked weird, uh, so we'll see. I'm I'm recording this on November 24th, 2021, Wednesday, but this is going to release probably far into the future. So, tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in the US. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. If you don't, I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for listening. Stay odd and keep on playing.